You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Sports Talk 790 Astroline, brought to you by Pluckers Wing Bar. If you don't like their wings, they'll give you the bird. Astroline. The official off-season show of Astros baseball. This is where we talk about your Astros. Join the show. Post your questions and comments on social media. Just be sure to hashtag Astroline. Sports Talk 790 Astroline starts now. Here it is. This is Astroline presented by Pluckers Wing Bar. Know that you can follow Pluckers on social and you can go to Pluckers.com for all the nearest locations to you. They are phenomenal. They're everywhere and they're doing a great job of allowing myself, Jeff Blum, the color commentator for the Houston Astros broadcast to come on here and host an episode of Astroline. We've got big things lined up. We've got Jose Abreu. Uh, update on an interview that TK had with him. We have an interview coming up with Jeremy Pena. But the most important part about this show is the fact that I don't get to talk to you by myself the entire time. The beauty of this show is that they have a co-host with me. He's one of the best in the business. He's an Astro and Houston legend. Everybody's own Kevin Eschenfelder. Esch, how are we doing, man? Is that not the best intro you've ever got? I'm great, but I, that's maybe the best introduction yes. I've ever had in my life. And, and I was going to say, I think you may be setting the bar a little high because if people hear that, they may turn the show off knowing that that's as good as it's going to get. It'll get much better, I can promise you. Yeah, and Blummer, it's always good to be with one of my uh, three favorite players to ever wear the number 27 for the Astros. So I just wanted to throw that out there. I'm glad you narrowed it down to that specific, uh, you know, that, that you funneled us into that. Yeah. And I appreciate that. And I'll just, I'll tell you this. I'll tell you this. You're ahead of Glenn Davis. Wow. The big bobber, huh? Yeah. Yeah. I've got you right there with Bob Watson. And of course the guy that wears it right now. How you been, man? Good. How is your off season going? It, it, dude, this whole, with everything that's going on with the hot stove being, incre- it feels like free agency is incredibly sped up. So everything's kind of happening rapidly, but have you had a, enough time to call Cougar games and keep up with the Rockets and keep up with all the MLB moves that are going on? Oh yeah. Uh, yeah. I've been keeping up with it, but uh, you know, at the same time, you know, yeah, my off season happened on a Thursday this year, I think. And I'm not <laughs> sure exactly, but no, it's, it's been fun. Uh, you know, it, it's just kind of like reveling in the, the glow of a world series championship. And I, you know, I have so, just growing up here and have so many buddies that, you know, we talk about, do you guys realize, you know, after living, through the seventies and the eighties and, you know, the nineties. And, you know, do you realize what we're seeing right now? I mean, we're seeing, we're seeing amazing baseball each and every year. Uh, there's very few people in the country that can, that you think about the, the six straight postseasons and the, you know, the four world series in six years. I went a long time in my life without seeing one. And then uh, now we've seen it like this. It's been a great run. It's been a lot of fun. That's kind of the fun of, of, of hanging around you and your knowledge of all Houston sports. And that's kind of the fun now sitting on this side and doing a decade in the booth and really realizing how generational this organization is because you've got, you still have the Colt 45 uh, fans that are hanging around there. They passed it on to that generation that became, you know, the late seventies and through the eighties watching those great ball clubs. You just mentioned Glenn Davis, the Nolan Ryans and some of those guys. And then you get into the nineties and you get the killer bees generation. But like you just said, now we have six straight American league championship titles under the Astros belt, four world series appearances, two world series, one, 
I'll ask you flat out, is this the greatest generation of Astros baseball that we've been watching? I don't think there's any question. I mean, they, they've had they've had good teams in the past. They've had, I'll say they've had a, a great team, a great regular season team in 98. 2005 was a great finish to that season. Uh, you know, we saw those those wonderful runs in the, in the late 90s, but yeah, nothing like this. I would say there's been good. There's been really, really good. This is elite. And, we, and you know it as well as I do. Th- this is elite. This is what every other major league team strives to be. And, and I, I don't think there's any exceptions to that. It's just, it's what everybody wants to be. I think, you know, if you, if you pulled 28 fan bases, they'd say, you know what, we want to be like the Astros are. They may not say it out loud, but they, they think it. Not 29? Well, I'm just going to say there's probably one out there. And we, <laughs> we all know which one that is. <laughs> I think, I think we do. Let, let's talk a little bit about this 2022 season. It, it was interesting uh, you lose a guy like Carlos Correa. You're able to bring Justin Verlander back. There were so many questions about the rotation going into this season, the health of them. Uh, how is Jeremy Pena going to be at shortstop? Is Altuve going to get back to being at an elite level? Could Kyle Tucker repeat what he was able to do? Jordan Alvarez, there were so many storylines coming into this season. But how did it start and how did it finish for you? Did everything come as you expected or were all these questions answered for you? Uh, you know, I think without question, the questions were answered. I just never got the feeling that this team played as well as it could have played. Isn't that weird to think that and it was yeah. like, you know, you and me and TK and Julia, you know, we've all talked about this. It's like, there's still, there's still something in the tank. Remember they, they kind of buried the angels ran by the Yankees. I'm talking about in the regular season. And I thought we're thinking, yeah. how is this happening? And, you know, I think the reason why you notice it more when it's the offense that leads the way, but this time it was the pitching that lead that led the way. And so it just kind of sneaks up on you. And all of a sudden you're thinking this is a 106 win team. And and you're and it's like this is this is the best team in baseball, and it just snuck up on me. But it's been uh, it was just an amazing it was an amazing season. There's just times I think back about it, Blumer. I'm curious what you think. Just different times of the regular season, and all of a sudden you think this team's different. And one of those one of those was the nine game span against the New York teams, in which they went seven and two and could have easily gone nine and zero. Oh. And the other one, and one that kind of flies under the radar, as you'll remember, right after the All Star break, they. Had that they had to play the doubleheader against the Yankees, then they had to go to Seattle, and all of a sudden Seattle's thinking we're nine games back, we're going to get a chance to be six sweep. We're six games back. This place is going to be rocking. It was rocking, and the Astros just went in there and did what championship caliber teams did. They swept a three game series, and it, you know, it, I just I think about special moments like that in the regular season. It was so much fun to watch. It was a lot of fun to watch. How about the fact you know this was the first year that we actually got to get back on the road after calling a lot of these games from the studio and getting into these environments and understanding how good this team was. And we really got a chance to see that. Were you as impressed? Because being in the studio, you just didn't get a feel for it. You were like, okay, they're playing in front of some booze. But getting into that environment and seeing how vicious some of these fans are and how uh, exuberant they were in letting these booze out and ragging on some of these guys, were you as impressed as I was seeing those guys perform as well as they did in those hostile environments? It was incredible. Yeah, and I think it was. I mean, it may have been a blessing in disguise. I, yeah. I think it may have been a. I mean, not that this team wasn't unified, not that this team wasn't professional, but I, I think it was. There was also times that you know as well as I do, better than I do. 162 game season. I mean, there's certain days that you may not be able to bring it. They got added juice from every time they were on the road and having to hear some guy. And, you know, we can't even hear half the stuff and we hear a lot of yep. it. I think it added to days in which you just didn't, didn't, you know, had to bring your own juice a little bit. I think it added to that little bit of momentum in situations like that. 
Yeah, and I think it set it up set them up nicely to get into the postseason and make the run they did. There was a couple of scares in there, but you know, Jordan Alvarez bookending that postseason with a a tremendous walk off blast in Game One against the Seattle Mariners, and then hitting that electric home run. I mean. Good Lord, over the batter's eye in Minute Maid Park. I've never seen that in a regular season game. But to do what he did in those moments to solidify that second World Series championship, were you riding that tidal wave of emotion or were you at a certain point in the postseason where you said, yep, these guys are going to win this World Series and they're going to take that title? Yeah, I was I was at the, the latter. I mean, it wasn't – I didn't think it was a surprise. I, I Baseball's different than most playoffs. I mean, NBA, better team's going to win a seven-game series. Doesn't always work that way in baseball. It's, it, it can almost be a coin flip from time to time. So that's what worried me. We saw that with Washington. We saw that in, in 19 and we saw it in, in 21. But, uh, you know, once they got rolling, you just kind of had that feeling. And, and and it really did. It started with it started with the Jordan home run, obviously, in, in game one against Seattle. But people forget about, you know, the, the David Hensley at bat before that. And then the Jeremy Pena at bat before that. And, you know, so people forget about the little things. And that, that speaks to the uh, the cohesion of this team and, and all the little things that that made it special this year. Guess what? Spring training is coming up quick, and this spring will be your first chance to see the 2022 World Champions at Astros Spring Training. Spring training tickets are on sale now. You can enjoy the Palm Beaches and see your Astros in sunny Florida as they gear up for the 2023 season. Visit astros.com spring to learn more. We're going to hear a little bit more about this team later on when we talk to Jeremy Pena, obviously one of the heroes of this ball club and of this postseason. You're also going to hear a little bit from Jose Abreu, the new addition as the Astros, uh, they don't rebuild, they just retool. And they found a first baseman in Jose Abreu. 2K is going to be able to talk to him a little bit. Again, this is Astro Line, hosted by myself, Jeff Blum, and Kevin Eschenfelder. It's brought to you by Pluckers Wing Bar. If you don't like their wings, they'll give you the bird. All right, we're going to go to break. We'll be right back. Spring training is back in the Palm Beaches this spring. Experience Astros baseball, plus the best beaches, dining, and entertainment after the game. There's nothing better than Astros spring ball in sunny Florida. For tickets and more, visit astros.com spring to book your trip. Plan your visit now to the spring training home of the Houston Astros. The Palm Beaches. Your Astros are World Series champions, and the Astros Team Store has all the best gear you could ask for to celebrate that championship. Get the official World Series champion on field collection, plus jerseys, hats, t shirts, memorabilia, and guess what? A whole lot more. Visit Astros.com slash team store for store hours and info. All right, we're going to go to break. We'll be right back. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates – Price and coverage match limited by state law. 
Welcome back to Astro Line, brought to you by Pluckers. There was a big signing this uh, offseason as the Astros head towards the 2023 season, and they went out and had the opportunity to sign a former MVP in Jose Abreu, signing him away from the Chicago White Sox, a big three-year deal. Todd Callis, my partner on the TV side, let's listen to TK and Abreu right now. Joined by the newest Houston Astro, longtime Chicago White Sox. Happy to have Jose Abreu now in an Astros uniform. Jose, first of all, congratulations. Tell us about the whole process and how you ended up with Houston. Yo creo que, primero que todo, gracias. Eh, mi madre siempre me ha dicho que hay que decirlo. Yo creo que por el, el proceso, como dijo ahorita, fue un proceso bien respetuoso. First and foremost, I want to say thank you. My, my mother always said to say thank you for the things I have. And like I said earlier, this whole process was filled with a lot of respect respect from all the parties involved and a lot of clarity and i think that was part of it that helped a lot of it here and it, we also knew who obviously we were dealing with you know the world series champions and you know just very thankful to be here clubhouse culture is so important and you had a great culture with the white Sox that you were a big part of and now you come to the houston astros their clubhouse culture i'm sure you know from afar is very strong how well do you know some of these guys? I think Jim Crane mentioned you have some of the guys' numbers in your phone already. Tell us about the transition, being the veteran in the White Sox clubhouse and now being the new guy here in Houston and how well you know some of your new teammates. Yo creo que es importante también dejar, dejar saber, por sobre todas las cosas que tuvo un, un grupo de muchachos en los White Sox muy increíble. Yeah, I think I want to say, obviously, I, I was over there with a lot of great guys. There was a lot of respect involved in, in that organization, a lot of guys in the clubhouse. And I think I was always taught that when you always respect everyone else, you can you can go into any group and you can fit in. And I'm not here to do anything special. I'm here just to respect everyone and just to work. With all respect, I always hated when you came up as a visitor with RBI situations. Because when runners are on base, it seems like you're at your best. I know you're a great hitter every other situation, but is there a special focus when you see runners on? Because it seems like you always drive them in. No, yo creo que al final tengo una mentalidad de Cuba. Siempre me inculcaron mis entrenadores. No, I, I don't think so. I think this is something that I've done all the way back from when I was in Cuba, and all my trainers just taught me that when you're a guy that hits in the middle of the lineup, those situations are going to happen, and I'm just ready for those. You've always had a lot of fellow Cubans on your team, whether it's with the White Sox and now with Houston. Uh, we know one guy that's going to be near you in the lineup is Jordan Alvarez. Tell us what you know about Jordan and how you've seen him grow in the short amount of time he's been a big leaguer. It's incredible. It's incredible with him. El trabajo que ha hecho Jordan, créame que he jugado con muchos peloteros eh, latinos. Yeah, uh, Jordan, Jordan is an incredible guy, an incredible ball player. I played with you know, a lot of Latin guys, a lot of American guys, obviously a lot of Cuban guys as well. And what Jordan has been able to do has just been incredible. I think for me, I'm just here to try to support him to, he could, so he can continue doing what he's been doing and for him to be better. And I just ask God that he just is able to just stay healthy this whole time. Finalmente, finally, um, coming to Houston, what is your message to Houston fans, Astros fans, about your excitement level joining this team and coming to the city of Houston? Bueno, yo lo único que puedo decirles gracias. Gracias por, por darme la oportunidad de ser parte de esta gran familia. Yo creo que eso para mí es importante. Yeah, I think first and foremost, I want to say thank you. Um, obviously, I think I've just come in here to do the same thing that I've done my whole career, which is just try to help the team win. Uh, and again, I'm just... My biggest thing is just here to be respectful to everyone, respect obviously all the great human beings that are coming here to support us as well, and just trying to support the team.
Really appreciate that, TK, doing the hard work as the Astros have signed Jose Abreu. Good talking to him. I think it's an interesting addition. We all know that everybody loves Yuli Gurriel, but I think the Astros got to a point where they realized they had an opportunity to bring in a guy like Jose Abreu. It feels like a good fit. Esh, how do you feel about the signing of Jose Abreu? I love it, and I'll tell you why. It's not so much about – I mean, first of all, he's an RBI. You know he's a run-producing machine, uh, yeah. and he has been for a long time. You know, last year – you know, he's still, you know, you're talking about an 800, 820 OPS guy. But but beyond the numbers, he is a guy to me that fits the culture of this clubhouse. Great call. That leadership, that that winning mentality, uh, that team first, in a literal sense, that team first mentality. That's what I've always heard about Jose Abreu. You know, I, we never spent any time around him, but uh, from the standpoint, everything I've ever heard, he's that guy. And uh, it's probably a big reason why not only did he pick the Astros, but the Astros picked him. Uh, and that's kind of a beautiful thing when you talk about a relationship like that. I couldn't agree more. I think it's going to be a fantastic fit. We've, we're going to hear later from Jeremy Pena how good this clubhouse is and what it's like to be inside there. But a big thank you to TK and Jen Loy Herrera, the Astros interpreter, helping out in that interview of Jose Abreu. We've got a segment right now where we are going to rewind a little bit. And the reason we're going to rewind is because this offseason has been moving at a rapid pace. We just talked about Jose Abreu being signed by the Houston Astros. But there's a big piece of the Astros rotation that is moving on to the New York Mets. Of course, we're talking about Justin Verlander. He came back from Tommy John surgery. He went out there and pitched like an ace, and he won that Cy Young Award here in 2022, and it earned him the right to go out there into free agency and see what he could get. And Steve Cohen, the New York Mets, we know that purse string is pretty loose out there, and he let it rip and gave him a two-year deal with an option, and he's going to be a New York Met. Uh, before we get into some of the audio and things like that, uh, you know, having JV around here was a lot of fun. We We knew he was good. But I'm not sure that either of us anticipated him becoming an Astro, having the record of 61 and 19, having a whip number, which is walks and hits per inning, at 0.83. So less than one runner was reaching every time he went on the mound. And oh, by the way, two World Series championships, two Cy Young awards, a Cy Young runner-up. Now we're about to watch the debut of the newest Astro, Justin Verlander, traded for three excellent prospects. And now about to make his first start. Yeah, after 380 starts as a Detroit Tiger, there we go. First out, it's a chopper to Bregman. And it's going to be a long, fun ride with, with Justin Verlander, as they're calling it Verlander Day. Oh, the 1-2. Swing and a miss! 14 strikeouts for Verlander. One shy of his career high, and he is one out away from a no-hitter. Ground ball left side, waiting on a Toro. He's got it, throws across in time, and that is the ball game. A no-hitter! Justin Verlander, the third of his career. The Astros mob him in front of the mound as the Astros win it 2 to nothing. How about Justin Verlander? He doesn't get older, he gets better. Here's the 1-2 to Kinder Falefa. Breaking ball, got him. Strike three, Verlander's punched out. More batters than anybody now in postseason history with 214. 1-2. Downstairs, did he go around? He did, according to the third base umpire, Larry Vanover. And Nick Baton strikes out to in the inning. And Justin Verlander is now tied with Max Scherzer for 12th on the all-time strikeout list, 3,193. I got Justin Verlander. You guys ready? Justin, you guys go to the LCS for the sixth time in a row. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's almost unmatched. Yeah. 
Uh, what is the formula right now for you guys? I think one of the most amazing things about this team is that you know we're, we're not complacent. No matter how much we've won, that the fight is still there, um, and, and and that's really hard to do. I think it starts from the leadership and showing the guys, the young guys, everybody that becomes a part of this organization, what we expect and and um, how we how we do it ourselves. And and I, I think that's what you see now, uh, the, fr the you know the fruit of that. You know, I think that's how you that's how you get six in a row. I actually I don't know what else we could say about this guy other than maybe thank you. It would have been nice to have him here, but thank you for being an Astro and doing what he did. I understand both sides of it like you said it's amazing when you think about the number the numbers that he was able to put up but also you wonder how his influence uh his you know that 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 different mentality everybody will tell you that those guys like that whether it was randy johnson or justin verlander you know nolan those are the guys that were just wired a little bit different however you want to say it but uh you know that rubs off on people and you know his performance his ability to answer the bell you know, each and every game. Granted, you know, for him to be able to come back after Tommy John surgery and do the things he did, he was the winning pitcher in 60% of his starts. That's crazy. <laughs> when you think about how many innings he had to work to think about that when, you know, you're in a five and fly type of a situation. You guys are, you know, they, I did my job. Now I'm going to get out and let the bullpen do it. This guy, this guy was amazing. The way he was able to, to, to finish what he started, get deep into games. Uh, and just the residuals, you you can speak to this better than I, but I mean, how that helps guys like that help the next day's starter, that help the next day's bullpen, that help that day's bullpen. It just makes for a better pitching staff when you have a guy like Justin Verlander at the top of it, how he's been for the last couple of years. More to come here on Astroline. When we come back, we'll visit with World Series and ALCS MVP Jeremy Pena. That's coming up next. Your Houston Astros leveled up this season and won the World Series. And the Houston Astros do it again. World Series champion. Stop by the Astros Union Station team store to pick up your World Series champion jerseys, T-shirts, hats, and commemorative items to celebrate the Astros' second World Series title. The Astros team store has everything you need to shop for that special someone during the holiday season. Stop by Monday through Saturday for the latest Astros merchandise or visit astros.com slash team store to learn more. Spring training is back in the Palm Beaches this spring. Experience Astros baseball plus the best beaches, dining, and entertainment after the game. There's nothing better than Astros spring ball in sunny Florida. For tickets and more, visit astros.com slash spring to book your trip. Plan your visit now to the spring training home of the Houston Astros, the Palm Beaches. All right, welcome back to Astroline. It is presented to you by Pluckers, our favorite wing bar in Houston. We all know that gift giving season can be tough, but you can hit the holidays out of the park and give the gift of your World Series champion, Houston Astros. Find all the best Astros gifts and stocking stuffers. That includes gear and one-of-a-kind experiences for every fan at astros.com slash gift guide. And of course, I'm joined with uh, Kevin Eschenfelder hosting this episode of Astro Line. I am Jeff Blum, color commentator for the Houston Astros. And we have the joy and pleasure of having a, a rookie who blasted onto the scene for the Houston Astros. He has cemented himself in my eyes, and I'm sure Eschenfelder's too, as the, the shortstop of the World Series champion Houston Astros, Jeremy Pena, the shortstop of the Houston Astros. How are you doing at this given moment? I'm doing great. I'm doing great. Thank you guys for having me on the show. 
We greatly appreciate it. I know it's a lot, it's pretty hard for you to find time to be able to do this, but we are grateful that you're on here with us. Give me an idea and give fans an idea of how crazy it's been. Because you always assume that the World Series is going to take up most of your energy and time, but your post-World Series tour has been unbelievable. How much fun are you having and what's been the best part? I mean, the best part was winning the World Series, for sure. You know, the par- the parade was definitely the second best thing. You know, I got to see all the fans outside of the baseball stadium. And uh, I think there was, what, two million fans, something like that. I mean, that was yeah. that was special. It was cool to see. And then, you know, from there, we've just been making different stops. And, you know, now I'm kind of back home, settled a little bit. But uh, the first few weeks were, uh, were, were cool. They were a good time. Have you taken a second to kind of step back and, and go, man, what, what just happened? I mean, what what in the world just happened? Uh, it's been now now we've been looking back and all the different things that have happened. Do you somewhat want to pinch yourself every once in a while? I mean, I did have some time to sit down and reflect on everything that's happened. You know, not just post-World Series, but this year in general. You know, I got to play in the big leagues, which was my dream since I was a little kid. And then we had the run that we had. You know, we had a special run and we completed the ultimate goal, which was to win the World Series. So, I mean, I felt like I was living on a cloud nine, enjoyed it for a couple of weeks and now I'm back home and getting back into it. That's awesome. You've got a big league father. What was it like communicating with him? And then again, after the World Series, kind of sitting down and having those conversations. What was it like? talking to not just another big leaguer about playing on the biggest stage on the planet as far as baseball is concerned, but a father who played and ultimately wanted to attain that goal. What was that like? I mean, now I have something against him. (laughs) (laughs) You one-upped him, didn't you? Uh, You know, growing up, he always tell me, he's like, I mean, when you have a day in the big leagues, then you can tell me this. But when you do this, you can tell me this. (laughs) And now I'm a World Series champion. You can't tell me nothing. Believe it. No, it's cool. It's cool to share that moment with with my father. You know, he's been there every step of the way, coached me growing up, and he's been like a like a hero inside my house, pretty much, like someone I look up to. And uh, yeah, it was a special moment for sure. All right, we're going to go to break. We'll be right back. It's blazing hot outside. You get in your car to turn on the AC to get cold air pumping, but it blows hot air out. This issue is commonly caused by low refrigerant due to leaks in the AC system. You want an easy, all-in-one solution that will restore the cold air in no time. AC Pro Recharge Kits. Make restoring cold air easy for even those with zero DIY experience in less than 10 minutes. Save time and money versus going to a shop by picking up an AC Pro Recharge Kit today. Be a pro with AC Pro. Hey, we're visiting with uh, Jeremy Pena here on Astro Line. When you have a, a, a dad that, that that played in the big leagues like that, I, we we get it. I mean, you you're you've been around it. Uh, you know, maybe you're not in too much in awe of what you're going through at the time. But I'm curious. Uh, on days that you're struggling, was your dad the guy that you know you got a phone call on the bus on the way back to the hotel, or or I mean, or was he the guy that went, you know what, you know what you're doing, you know, you're gonna figure it out. I don't I don't need to step in, or was it both? I felt like it was a little bit of both. My dad never, you know, lectured me or, like, you know, he never got in my face after bad games growing up. And that, that's something I've always appreciated because I had teammates that, you know, their fathers were always on them. And I feel like that just added more pressure to to us on the playing field. You know, my dad was just the guy that would ask me, like, oh, what did you feel? I felt this. He's like, what do you think that this didn't work? 
and I'll tell him why I think it didn't work, and then he'll give me suggestions and what he thought about the game, and we'll go from there. But he never really yelled at me. It was more of always like a productive talk. He's a, he's also got that inner perspective too of knowing this game's not very easy. <laughs> is it? That too, that too. You know, a lot of uh, people think it's an easy game. You know, my dad has you know played it, and he's he struggled too, so he knows how hard it is uh, to play this game. Well, you definitely made it look easy a lot through the course of the season. And in talking to having that father as a resource to be able to lean on and maybe question and have that support, who was it? I mean, I know you played next to Altuve the entire year, but was there anybody in particular inside the clubhouse or in the dugout that really provided you some of that support or some of that help to get through this season and kind of learn as you're playing? I felt like I came into a the perfect situation. I feel like since day one in spring training, all the guys, you know, took me in and they pretty much took all the weight off my shoulders. They just told me, hey, you know, there's a lot going on. Just go out and play a game. You know, this is the same game you've been playing your whole life. If you need anything, you know, we're always here. And let's go. Let's do go do something special. You know, we're at the end of the day, we're a family and we're going to play and compete and we're going to root for one another. And That's what we did all year. So. You know, all those guys, all those guys really took care of me. That's got to be a kind of a double-edged sword. You know, you, a young guy coming into a team, it can be tough going into a veteran club or it can be great. Talk about how that really kind of speaks to the culture of not just this team, but the organization, because these are the guys that the reason they are the way they are is because that's how it was when they came up. Isn't that right? Right. And the thing with, with our team is we all knew the ultimate goal was to win the World Series. The ultimate goal was to win. And... They knew if I was going to be part of this team, then they needed to bring out the best of me. So, you know, they took it upon themselves to make me the best player. Not because, you know, I was the rookie coming up, but because I was part of the team. And in order to have the best team, it's better when all of your players are confident on the field. So I felt like, like I said, I came into the perfect situation where these guys had already been in the World Series. You know, they, they've been winning uh, for so many years. And then it was just coming in and doing my part. Yeah, there's a lot of envy around the league when a lot of people talk about the Astros and you just explain some of that clubhouse culture. You know, it's everybody in there cheering and fighting at the same time for you to go out there and play well. But you just mentioned, you know, this is a World Series competitive organization now. And you had the opportunity in 2021 to be in that dugout. What did you draw from 2021 when the Astros were playing the Atlanta Braves to help you when you're playing in your own World Series the ne very next year? So I say the experience I gained from, you know, watching the playoffs from the dugout last year was, one, the environment of the playoffs. So it wasn't a shock when, you know, we came into it this year. And then the preparation that goes into every single game. You know, these guys prepare, prepare, and prepare. You know, so when they get out to the, to the game, it's just – natural you know you don't really need to think about much like they already know exactly what they want to do and I think that's what makes us a great team because we're willing to help each other yeah. you know pick each other's brains help each other out and then go out and compete right, before we get into the postseason I'm curious is, is there a uh is there a, a light bulb moment for you from the regular season I know there was the, the walk-off against Romero against the against the Blue Jays but uh, is there something that that when you think back about 20 years from now about your rookie season 
And it may not even have been something that happened in a game, but something that is going to you're going to really remember from your rookie year. Is there is there something you could think of? Maybe we won the World Series. <laughs> well, no, I mean, go back to the regular season. That's though, pretty man. damn good, man. <laughs> uh, I'll say from the regular season, you know, we don't have to go deep into the season. We could go into the first series. One, the first game, it was my debut. And two, game, the second game, when I got my first hit, got my first home run, and my parents were getting interviewed. While while I got my first home run, and that was that was special for sure, you know. And now I have that video that I can watch for the rest of my life. So that I remember that for forever. Towards the end of the season, going into the playoffs, we had heard rumors that maybe you were making a little bit of a, an adjustment to that swing. Talk about talk a little bit about that process of making that adjustment. If there was a major adjustment, or was it just something simple that you you figured out? But you really started to click towards the end of the season, going into that postseason to be able to allow you to go out there and have your moment. So there was a lot of work that we did, you know, all year. I'm not a believer in, you know, you go to the cage one day and boom, you figure it out. You know, I think it's just a yeah. a result of all the work you've done all year. And then it just happened to come out to light at the right time, you know. So, okay. you know, there was a lot of work that went behind the scenes with, our hitting coaches, you know, Alex Centron, uh, Troy Snicker, Jason Kanzler. And, but one of the biggest adjustments I made was the, the leg kick. You know, I had a leg kick all year. Okay. And I felt like it started to get a little bit out of control where I couldn't really, you know, time up the pitch how I wanted to. So, you know, I just decided to play with it and started, you know, putting my foot on the ground a little sooner. And I realized that I could see the ball a little better, you know, and I had a little more time to make my decision. So, you know, I just kept kept going with it. You are the ALCS MVP. You're the World Series, you know, MVP. You've done so much, but there was, there were, you know, uh, Eschenfelder just talked about the uh, walk-off home run against Romano. You had another walk-off home run. But what is it in those moments that makes you so so able to come through in that with a big swing like that. You had a lot of those and look incredibly uncomfortable in that situation. So it's preparation, yep. you know, going into the at-bat. I don't really put the pressure on me. And uh, I always say the pressure's on the pitcher. Uh, so I go up to the plate with my best plan. I try to try to stick with it and then just let the results take care of itself. You know, just control what you can control, which is uh, – get the best pitch you could handle, and then not miss it. So that's what I try to do in those situations, and then just kind of let the results take care of their own. Hey, we're visiting with uh, Jeremy Pena here on Astro Line. Hey, what, uh, you know, it's all it's a game of adjustments, and, you know, you, you started off strong, and you knew that they were going to make adjustments. Uh, what did you see pitchers, whether it was more spin, whatever the case may be, uh, what did you see from big league pitchers, and then all of a sudden, when did that light come on and go, okay, this is what they're doing, this is what I need to do to adjust to them? So I definitely did see a lot more spin, and I felt like in my the beginning of my career, pitchers were just going after me. You know, they were attacking me, and then, you know, they started really doing their report on me, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> but they started uh, spinning a lot more, and then towards the end of the year, it was just making the adjustments of, you know, tun- tunneling pitches and knowing exactly what you want to do against a pitcher, and you know, let them have the rest. There was a point in the season where you were kind of bouncing around the lineup. I mean, you hit first in, in spring training. They were trying to get you at bats. Then you get through the – it's about halfway through the season when Dusty finally moved you into that two spot after the injury to Michael Brantley. What was it like when when Dusty told you that I'm going to put you in that second spot? 
did you get that much more comfortable when you moved into that position between Altuve and Alvarez? Of course, not just because I get more at bats. You know, I love getting a lot of at bats in the game. You know, <laughs> uh, it's tough when you only get three at bats a game. Yeah, but you know, it says a lot about Dusty. You know, that just told me that he had confidence in me to get the job done up there in the second hole in the lineup. So, you know, it just gave me that much much more of a boost of confidence. Uh, defensively, uh, a gold glove shortstop. I know that was a strength of your game coming in, but day in and day out, 170. You've played 175 games, man. When you go back through that, that's a lot of baseball. Yeah, it is. People talk about the offense. They think about the great postseason you had offensively, but defensively. Dude. <laughs> you had some big shoes to fill. We know we know the whole story about that. But you got to feel pretty good about the defensive year you had. Of course. And like I said, you know, it goes back to preparation and all the work we did all year. You know, Joe Espada and Omar Lopez. You know, they we uh we took it apart ourselves to, you know, make me the best defender we could in season. And you know, and there's still a lot of work to do. You know, there's still a lot of things I got to improve on. But uh, you know, we never got away from doing the work. You know, we'll show up every single day, go through our drills, know exactly what we're gonna, we were going to work on that day. And then go execute, and then we'll revisit and keep doing it. You know, we did it all year, and that's what made it a lot more special. Because once you get the awards, it's cool and all, but what you remember is the work and the journey that it took to get there. So, you know, that's what I remember the most. You know, all the work that we put in uh, to prepare for the games. Yeah, there's no doubt. I uh, every game that we watched, Joe Spada and Omar Lopez had you out there in front of that machine, getting them ground balls in, making sure those <laughs> hands are nice and soft. You did a great job, and it, it's impressive everything that you've been able to pile up. But now that you're home in the off season, are you a are you a dog guy? Are you a cat guy? Are you a pet guy? Do you have any pets? Did you have a pet as a kid? What do we got? I don't have any pets, but I did have a fish growing up. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> Uh, I had a beta fish growing up, but aside from that, you know, I've never really had any pets. Any, any desire to go get a dog or a cat? Which one would you get? I feel like cats just survive, you know. So I kind of like that, you know. You don't need to do much. <laughs> Low maintenance, right? Yeah, they just. I got three dogs. If you need one, <laughs> let me know. <laughs> oh man! How about vacation plans? You got any vacation plans? You, you're gonna go uh, take some time for uh, Jeremy Pena. So vacation, I always go to the motherland, which is the Dominican Republic. That's a good spot, dude. Oh yeah, you know we always make a trip for the holidays, and we get the whole family together out in the Dominican Republic. So I'm looking forward to that. You know, it's coming up in a couple of weeks. So that would be a good time. Hey, uh, you know, when you're waiting in line to get that 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 holiday meal, you can tell dad, hey, uh, World Series champs go first. So you can stand right behind me. I'm curious, Jeremy, what, uh, you know, like I said, 175 games. You'll never have an eight-month span. Well, hopefully you'll have more coming up. But you haven't had one yet where you played this much baseball. How are you kind of changing your offseason season? preparation for next year knowing that you, your body does have to recover and heal at the same time get ready for another season like going into the offseason this year I feel more prepared in the sense of I know what I want to work on and I know what I have to work on I felt like in the previous years it was just go work 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 you know but not really specific to what I needed to improve on so I feel like this year you know I've already gotten in touch with you know, our hitting coaches uh defensive coaches and our strength coaches and we kind of built a plan to you know, improve you know, knowing exactly what I need to do to be ready to come ready next year. 
Yeah, I mean, I know a lot of Houston fans uh, already know about the physique of Jeremy Pena, but that uniform doesn't do it justice, dude. I mean, there's something special that you're doing in the offseason that gets that those guns going, man. Because I i don't know if you've been down there, Resh, but everybody everybody comes by and eventually like lifts up the sleeve of Jeremy Pena to oh, see yeah. the gun show. But, it, I mean, is that hard work or gift? What is that, man? Because you are built a, like a brick house compared to a lot of shortstops out there, man. I'd say it's a little bit of both. You know, I, you know, I'd take pride in, you know, putting the work in. But at the same time, it's, you know, I say I'm thankful for my genetics. Yeah. <laughs> so I'd say it's a mix of both. Blummer always says that, that whenever he sees me, you and I remind each other of each other and that's probably what exactly. it is it's, yeah it's the physique. striking resemblance yeah <laughs> hey have you gotten a chance to, to visit with uh what's, what's it been like as far as i know your, your your phone was blowing up the night of the world series but but since then getting a chance to visit with a lot of people uh you know you said you, you went back home and and you know seeing some guys maybe you played with in college and things like that and, and what's that like now and, and i'm curious what is the question that they ask you the most so it was it was awesome to come back home you know, we had a little event where we got kind of the city together and they did like a welcome back. No, it was a surprise. So it was pretty cool. And I got to see all my teammates and coaches and teachers I had in high school and middle school. So that was awesome. And the question that I get a lot from my friends, you know, my close friends is, you know, Otani. Like everybody wants to know about Otani. <laughs> <laughs> what, what do you tell them? I'm like, what is there to say? You know, you saw it. <laughs> no, he's filthy. You know, like you're watching the game. There's not much to say. <laughs> hey, Jeremy, you know you've arrived when you say we had a little get together and the city was there. So I'm just saying, <laughs> you know, it's nah, it was cool. It was cool. I mean, mayor was there, my family, my friends, and you know, it was it was a great time. Great time. All right, we're gonna go to break. We'll be right back. Hey, Rob Bradford here. You guys know I'm always up for a good MVP story, and one of the best stories is Wasabi Technology. Wasabi is the world's hottest cloud storage company, and it's become the go-to provider for professional and collegiate sports teams, including 20 major league baseball teams like the Red Sox and NHL teams like the Bruins and Vancouver Canucks. Even the Liverpool Football Club is getting in on the Wasabi action. So why is Wasabi the MVP? Well, Wasabi was purpose-built to free businesses from skyrocketing storage costs and unpredictable transaction fees that the Amazons of the world are charging. In fact, Wasabi is up to 80% less than those hyperscalers and doesn't charge a cent for businesses to access their data. From Wasabi's AI-enabled intelligent media storage, Wasabi Air, to the industry's only cloud storage service with triple protection against cyber criminals, data deletion, and ransomware, Wasabi's taking the lead in driving innovation in data storage and helping sports teams to unleash the power of their data. Wasabi, another Boston-based championship team. Jeremy Pena, the shortstop of the Houston Astros. 2023 is going to be a completely different season. There are going to be rules changes in there. There's probably going to be two that affect you the most. Is going to be the clock, I would imagine, just as a hitter. But you may have, have you already played in that kind of environment with the pitch clock in the minor league? So I played with the pitch clock in the Arizona Fall League and I had two strikes before I even took a swing. Oh, man. <laughs> so it, it's going to be a pretty big adjustment, right? I mean, it was an adjustment of folly because I don't really – no one really explained the rule to me. So I was taking my time up to home plate, and then the umpire rung me up for a strike, and I was so confused. So then I was kind of – I was already mad in the moment, so I started taking my time again, and he rung me up strike two. And then I looked at him like, 
are you serious? Like, I haven't taken a swig yet, and now I have two strikes. Like, what's going on? So, I mean, it'll be interesting for sure. Uh, I think it'll definitely speed up the game, but I don't know if it's uh, going to be a good thing or a bad thing. So, we'll just see. How about the shifts, just real quick? So, for the shift, I think it's – I feel like defense – is going to be exciting again with guys diving all over the place, you know, more, more room to cover. So, uh, yeah, it should be fun. Should be, should be fun, fun season to play defense. What about the, uh, the schedule? Because I know, you know, it's on, you've only been through it one time. Uh, it was 175 games, but you've only been through it one time, but now you're going to get a chance to see every single team. I mean, you're going to get a chance to see the Tatises and, and anybody, you know, all the players in the national league guys that, that you you may have seen play, but not in the big leagues. Of course. And, you know, so the special thing with this year was being my first year was I got to go to all the new ballparks and all the new cities that I had never been to. So with with the new schedule, you know, I get to go to the different places that I wouldn't I didn't go to this year. So that's gonna be pretty cool. You know, and you get to, you know, play in different cities, play against different teams, you know, get to meet all the players and it'll be cool. Hey, Jeremy Payne, we can't tell you how much we appreciate your time. Uh, I mean, I know you're busy, and, uh, you know, for you to do this, uh, that means a lot to us. It means a lot to Astro fans listening tonight here on Astro Line as well. Yeah, thank you very much, Jeremy. Of course. Thank you guys for having me. I had a great time. Appreciate it. We'll see you in West Palm, and here's the short off-seasons from here on out, brother. <laughs> yes, sir. Let's keep it that way. <laughs> Hit the holidays out of the park and give the gift of your World Series champion Houston Astros. Find all the best Astros gifts and stocking stuffers, including gear and one-of-a-kind experiences for every fan. You can find it at astros.com slash gift guide. Spring training is back in the Palm Beaches this spring. Experience Astros baseball, plus the best beaches, dining, and entertainment after the game. There's nothing better than Astros spring ball in sunny Florida. For tickets and more, visit astros.com slash spring to book your trip. Plan your visit now to the spring training home of the Houston Astros, the Palm Beaches. Your Houston Astros leveled up this season and won the World Series. And the Houston Astros do it again. World Series champions. Stop by the Astros Union Station team store to pick up your World Series champion jerseys, T-shirts, hats, and commemorative items to celebrate the Astros' second World Series title. The Astros team store has everything you need to shop for that special someone during the holiday season. Stop by Monday through Saturday for the latest Astros merchandise. Or visit astros.com slash team store to learn more. See your 2022 World Champions in action next year and become... An Astros season ticket holder, of course. Catch all the action and enjoy exclusive benefits by visiting astros.com slash season tickets today. Welcome back to Astro Line presented by Pluckers, best wing bar in Houston. We appreciate them sponsoring this episode of Astro Lion with myself, Jeff Blum, and of course, Kevin Eschefelder along the way. We just heard from TK Abreu. We've talked to Jeremy Pena, but this has been an eventful hot stove offseason for Major League Baseball so far. And I wanted to ask you, Kevin, what have you seen this uh, postseason that's really stood out for you? Well, I mean, I just think about the, the big signings and the, the length of these deals. Uh, yeah, you you were born too soon, Blummer. That was You're right. I, I look at the, Trey Turner. You know, Trey Turner with that the lengthy deal uh, with Philadelphia. Woo. You knew he was going to get paid, and he certainly did. Of course, uh, Aaron Judge going back to the New York Yankees. Jacob Degrom, I think, may have been uh, maybe the, the 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 deal that you know affects Houston 
the most being that it's right there in the division. Mm-hmm. So uh, certainly the Rangers, if he can stay healthy, it's always a big if with a, a guy like Jacob DeGrom, you know, if he's healthy, he's going to be one of the, the best pitchers in the American league. So, uh, you know, it, it's been, it, it's been eventful. That's, that's, uh, that is for sure. Now you wonder who's going to fall next and it's ever changing with the winter meetings going on. And so, you know, things can move quickly just even by the time, you know, you and I are on the air. Oh, absolutely. I, I I would imagine by the time we get done recording, there's going to be two or three other signings, but it's amazing to me. And to your point, you know, uh, pointing out the Aaron Judge signing, talking about Trey Turner signing with the Philadelphia Phillies for 11 years, 300 plus million. There is a freakish amount of money out there. And I think that, you know, Trey Turner's skill set got him that 11 year deal. It's going to put him at the age of 42. And I think his ability to still bases and maybe some of these new rules kind of kind of, you know, shifting, pardon the pun, momentum maybe towards getting back to that stolen base ability where he could be valuable running around the bases. And then uh, the way that Aaron Judge handled the entire trade situation, kind of setting up the end of the season as a guy that was maybe leaving New York with some of those comments, uh, visiting with the New uh, San Francisco Giants, wearing a Tom Brady jersey as he goes out and watches the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. We hear the Padres are sliding in on some of these guys. So it's going to be really interesting, Xander Bogarts, because the money has been set at a certain bar, but there's also years out there. We know Carlos Correa. Some of these teams like the Giants and Padres, are they going to reallocate the money towards some of those guys? I don't know how you feel about it, but what do you think the shortstop market uh, looks like moving forward, maybe? Uh, I think we're going to find out really, really quickly. Uh, (laughs) It's, you know, it's when one domino falls, you know, what's going to happen with the next one. And certainly, uh, I think Trey Turner was that first one. Uh, You know, obviously, then you're going to move on now and and everybody's all eyes are going to be on on Carlos Correa and and will it be uh, out in LA? Will it be, you know, on on the North side? You never know. I mean, it's just, it's going to be interesting to see how it plays out. I I just think the, uh, the one that really to to me though, I go back to Jacob deGrom and just knowing that, you know, you you got a guy that, I mean, you've you've given a a lengthy deal to a a lengthy and and very rich deal to a guy that that's, that's had his issues. And uh, so you wonder how, I mean, I, I wish nothing but the best for Jacob deGrom, but it's going to be, it's going to be interesting to see how that plays out. Let, let's talk a little bit about that in the American League West, because you have Mitch Hanniger leaving the Seattle Mariners, going to the San Francisco Giants. You have the rotation being bolstered with the extension of Luis Castillo in center in uh, Seattle, Julio Rodriguez. They were very competitive and played a great series in that uh, division series. But at the same time, you've got some you've got some marginal moves in, in L.A., and then you have, uh, you know, big moves going on. Is there anybody, Jacob DeGrom, it's crazy to me to think that the Rangers are still doling out these massive contracts. You're going to have Seager, Simeon, and DeGrom making over almost $120 million per year on your on your payroll. Is that not incredible? And who's the competition in the West, do you think, so far? Well, I think Seattle's got to be the one. Yeah, I think yeah. they got better with Teoscar Hernandez. Uh, you know, good call. You, you move, uh, you move Abraham Toro. You move uh, uh, Jesse Winker. I believe was the other guy in that deal. And just, uh, I think you know, he makes them a better team. I think that they got a taste of it last year, and they're going to get better. Uh, you know. Julio Rodriguez uh, will get better. Every, they're going to get better, but I think Seattle will be the team. But I, I really, I think it's funny. It, it's funny. It, it's I kind of equate it to golf and what Tiger Woods did to all the rest of the golfers. I think that's what the Astros are doing to the rest of the teams in the American League West. They know they have to get better 
if they want to compete. I love that. That that is a beautiful way of putting it. Ash, I thank you for coming on. Always great, Bummer. Yeah, you're the veteran on this ship and always appreciate you having alongside me. It's been a blast here on Astroline presented by Pluckers. We are going to call it a week. I'm grateful to be on here. I also can't do it without Joe George back in the studio and, of course, our good friend and our master elf this offseason, Matty Bolts. We'll see you next time. Huddle up. Players, please. Huddle up. Huddle up. Let's win the World Series. You've been listening to Sports Talk 790 Astroline, the official offseason show of Astros baseball. It's time to get soaked. Brought to you by Pluckers Wing Bar. If you don't like their wings, they'll give you the bird. Astros are world champions, and here we go! Post your questions and comments on social media. Just be sure to hashtag Astroline on Sports Talk 790, home of the Strohs. Back to you! (laughs) 